friends, and welcome back to In the Limelight. For those of you that I have not had the chance to meet yet, um, I'm Allie Mresco, and I am a fellow chronic illness warrior. I have Lyme disease, I have dysautonomia, and a primary um, immunodeficiency. So that's a little bit about me. I am excited to be back this week chatting with you. I know in last week's podcast, I had talked a little bit about really making an effort to do more solo episodes um, just because with my health, it can be difficult to constantly have guests on because it just takes so much prep and then editing, whereas if it's just me, I can kind of come on whenever my brain (laughs) lets me feel up to it. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, I, in the past couple of weeks, if you follow me on Instagram, I've talked a lot about just feeling so grateful that you are so generous um, with your time and that you know, you choose to come on here and listen and chat with me um, and then, you know, chat through Instagram and things like that. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for you and to this community um, for making me feel so supported and for supporting each other so much. So I think that that is a very special thing. So this week I wanted to chat a little bit about something um, that sounds not odd, um, but something I think that we don't often talk about that we kind of steer away from because it makes us uncomfortable, and that's fear and kind of the thought behind making an effort to not choose fear. Um, At the beginning of quarantine, I ordered three books. I ordered one on psychology that my psychologist recommended. I ordered signs and I ordered super attractor. Um, My brain through quarantine has been a little bit fuzzy. So unfortunately it wasn't until three or four weeks ago that I actually got to pick up super attractor and um, neurologically I could like sit, you know, and read it. And I can still really only get through like two, three, four pages a day before my brain's like, nope, we're done. Um, But that is better than nothing. So I started Super Attractor um, because my, I don't know what you would call it, I guess my interest in learning about intuition and the divine and things like that has been peaked um, since I started working with my healer and started meditating and things like that. Um, so I ordered Super Attractor and thought, what the heck, I will try it. And I was immediately met with a very thought-provoking passage that I wanted to share um, that I think I think it relates a lot just generally to living life with chronic illness. So it's actually an entire chapter which is way too long to sit here and read to you, but I will kind of give you the short version. So this is a quote from Super Attractor. It's good to feel good. We've all grown far more comfortable in a state of fear than in a place of joy and faith. We've learned to rely on fear as a way of protecting ourselves from being disappointed, hurt, or triggered. We've become so accustomed to the fearful projections of the world that we don't trust that things can be good. And then Bernstein, the author, goes on to say, 
that each day brings us a new opportunity to lean towards fear or lean into love. As much as I try myself to lean into love, I absolutely do catch myself leaning into fear just as frequently without even realizing it. Um, I think when we think of fear, we think, well, I'm not waking up, you know, every day scared or fearful, but in reality, fear can manifest in so many different ways. And I know for myself, it manifests a lot in, um, pretty severe anxiety. So I absolutely, um, suffer from like an obsessive thought. Um, I don't know if you call it a disorder or what, and I work with a psychologist on it. Um, and most of the things the obsessive thoughts are around my health and just things that I'm fearful of. And a lot of what ifs, like a lot of things, you know, I have a lot of things wrong with my body. I have come to terms with that. I am ready to face those things head on. Um, but a lot of the obsessive thoughts end up being about things that like aren't even happening. Um, and I have no reason to think, you know, that they are happening. They just kind of come into my head and then, I cannot shake them and I cannot get rid of them. And through uh, my journey of sharing a lot about this, you know, through Instagram, I've come to find that a lot of you also have um, the same issue and kind of suffer with the same problem, which is why I always try to share, you know, tips from my psychologist and things like that, because mental health obviously is just so important. Um So that's why I wanted to hop on and kind of chat about fear today. And I think what really made this particular subject resonate for me is that I, two weeks ago now, um, maybe, maybe two and a half, three, I, um, had a virtual appointment with my doctor, with my Lyme specialist, and I've been having a whole host of kind of like weird symptoms pop up again. Um, that I have not had in a while. So he decided kind of to order all of this different blood work, every blood work, you know, that you could order under the And um, we ended up finding a couple of things that were off, which I guess is good, right? Because it means that there is a reason that I've been feeling, you know, kind of crappy. But one of the things was a tick-borne virus that I have had, I guess, probably since I got bit. And for some reason right now, it is just very, 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 very high um, in my system. And it can cause all of these things to be wrong, like brain fog and um, like chronic fatigue and um, kind of all of these issues that I've been suffering with through quarantine. So... Of course, my doctor ordered more blood work and also put me on a couple of antivirals um, as well as like anti-malarials for my Babesia and other things going on. And I spent a couple of days after that just so pissed off and so angry because my thought was like, oh my God, something always has to be wrong with this body, you know? And then I was talking to my friend, um, Dr. Casey Kelly, And she kind of put it perfectly that having a chronic illness, it's like playing whack-a-mole. As soon as you attack one thing, another thing pops up. And then you have to beat that one down. And it's like this constant battle of beating down these like whack-a-moles. Which makes so much sense. And I love that analogy. Um, So... 
it's funny because this happened, this was like a Wednesday, and then on a Thursday I was sitting and reading Super Attractor, and it's all about fear, and I was like, oh my god, this is totally, I am leaning into fear on this, because instead of looking at this and saying, oh my gosh, there was, you know, like there wasn't an answer for why I felt so horrible for so long, you know, before I got diagnosed with Lyme, now there's an answer and we're continuing to find answers. And like I said in, in the last pop podcast episode of In the Limelight, we're peeling this onion. I should be thankful that we are finding these things out and treating them so that I can be on my path to health and continue to heal. So instead of, um, you know, leaning into fear and being so angry with my body, I should be leaning into love for my body, which is easier said than done when there's just always something, which there always is with chronic illness. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that I'm happy 100% of the time or that you should try to be happy 100% of the time because that is not realistic. Um, but I just thought that this is a very thought-provoking subject specifically for myself. So, um, I have spent an ample amount of time in these past weeks, um, trying to really challenge myself to flip the switch to positivity and love, you know, and specifically to this diagnosis in this instance, trying to think of this as a bump in the road and, an opportunity really to heal again and come out stronger than before. Um, I think we all know it's so easy to feel fear or anger in relation to news that we didn't want, especially when it comes to our bodies. Um, but I wanted to tell you that it can also, it's okay to challenge that feeling and to challenge that feeling of fear. Um, you know, it's a scary thing to really look at ourselves and look at our relationships with certain emotions. And I'm trying my best to do it myself. Um, and that is because, you know, Bernstein says in her book, our goal should be always to be a force of love in the world, um, which I am absolutely trying to do um, every day. So I hope that you see that. Um so there's a couple of other things kind of in relation to fear that I wanted to chat with you about. Um, and some of that is like looking at, and I've made myself do this, like I do not watch the news, but I've made myself look at other things that I consume or look at. Um, and, you know, the fact that like, like I said before, each day we kind of have this opportunity to choose fear or choose love. And we often unconsciously kind of default to fear um, in everything from like the TV that we watch to the conversations we have to like the thoughts that we let kind of creep in. Um, and it's just kind of a disconnect, I think, between like our heart and our head. So I myself have made a bigger effort, you know, to not watch the news, to um, not have conversations with friends, um, that upset me or, you know, that are very, very negative. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do. And I think another way that we tend to choose fear is judgment is by judging others. And, um, this is something I, I really try my best not to do. 
I, if you don't have a problem with me, I don't have a problem with you. And that's kind of always how I've lived my life. Um, but I think if you do finding yourself judging others or being a judgy person, um, maybe just think about it and be really gentle with yourself, you know, when you do this, because you might not even realize that you're doing it. Um, and it might just seem like a very rational thing. And in reality, we are all in this battle together, you know, especially when it comes to chronic illness. So, um, yeah, I think it just is another obstacle to, you know, choosing how we can best feel good and um, not lean into fear. And then something else that I found very, very helpful myself and very interesting, specifically from Super Attractor, um, it's called the Choose Again Method, and it's a three-step method for kind of reframing your mind, and it's easy, it's not complicated, um, and this is something that you can whip out a journal and do, you can do it in the notes on your iPhone, or even just in your brain in the moment. So step one is just noticing your thought. So... If you notice yourself having a thought full of negativity or fear, or fear, try to make a conscious effort to take a step back and noticing that thought and noticing um, that that's kind of out of alignment for what you want with yourself and just take a second and answer the question, how do I feel right now? Step two is forgiving that thought. So take a second just to forgive yourself, um, you know, for thinking of that instead of getting upset with yourself, like I tend to do if I have obsessive thoughts or I have panic attacks, I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing this to yourself? Why aren't, why are you letting yourself do this? And in reality, it's a psychological thing. It's not something I'm letting myself do. But in that moment, instead of being angry, um, and, you know, judgy with myself internally, I can take that second to say, this is not your fault. We're going to take a step back. And um, we are going to acknowledge this thought and then we are going to let it pass by like a ship in the night. Um, and then step three is to choose again. So take a second to yourself and either in a journal, on your iPhone, in your brain, ask, what is the best feeling thought that I can find right now? Um and then as you go down the practice for the step, just remember to reach for the next best feeling. So um, Bernstein's example is, so for instance, if you're struggling with like your finances, the thought could be, I'm going to be out of debt in one week, which, so that is actually likely to create more anxiety and more fear and more negativity because it's not realistic and it's not something that you are actually going to believe in yourself. Um, but if you can find the next best thought and say, I am going to take steps to get out of debt, um, then that's something that you can probably believe and think through and absorb and put out into the universe. So her example is the next best thought might be, I am open to creative possibilities for abundance. So this thought kind of becomes like your own little mantra, um, and it's something that's believable. It won't cause you anxiety. It won't bring fear, you know, into your life with an unrealistic goal. Um, 
And I guess the example maybe that I would give to myself or to you if you're living with a chronic illness is instead of trying to reframe your thought to, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be cured, you can think to yourself, I am healing every day. Or my personal uh, mantra is, I am healthy and I am healing. Or I am healthy, I am healing, and I am happy. So something that's really, really helped me is I, I believe that every morning, you know, we wake up and we're kind of in this like hazy state. Um, so you don't really wake up, you know, thinking about anything or with um, any expectation of your day. And I try five times to take five deep breaths in and out and I say, I am healthy, I am healing. I am healthy, I am healing. And it helps me set my intention for that day. Um, And it makes me really believe it. And now I often do that multiple times a day. I do it in the morning when I get up. I do it um, during my meditation. And then I do it again when I go to sleep at night. And that's just something that has really helped me and also just really helped me through the debilitating panic attacks that I was having, you know, the first three months of quarantine, um, just in relation to my own health. So that has been kind of a game changer for me and something that I had just hadn't really taken seriously before and hadn't really put into practice. Then I think we kind of go through these times of like, desperation, um, which for me was, you know, these horrible panic attacks that I really think it was something with my Lyme and my brain, um, because they were not traditional panic attacks where it's 15 minutes and it's over. It was like days, weeks, um, you know, new ones always popping up and lasting for months. Um, and that mantra I think really is kind of what got me through it besides all of the help, obviously from my psychologist to work through that. So you can find your own. I mean, if you're trying to attract love, your mantra can be, I am worthy of love. Um, it doesn't, you know, have to be specific to chronic illness, um, or, you know, something in that realm. It can be whatever you want it to be and whatever, you know, resonates with you. So yeah, I'm curious if you listen to this podcast I would love to know what you think about fear and what your experiences are with fear and um, if this um, kind of provoked you at all to maybe think about it differently and to join me in trying to flip this narrative in our heads. I mean, we all know that living with chronic illness is extremely difficult and we do not need it to be (laughs) any harder for ourselves. And um, I really think that this could be a positive change for you and I on this journey. Um, So I hope that you enjoyed this and that you got something out of it, um, or at least a little nugget, you know, to take away. And I will kind of keep you updated as I get through Super Attractor. Um, And as always, if you need someone to chat with or um, just want to say hi, you can always find me on Instagram at AllieTMoresco. Actually, yesterday I had an IG memory pop up and I didn't even realize it. It was the anniversary of getting my pick line put in, which seems like such a weird thing to have like a um, anniversary for, but 
I was just thinking about how I felt at the time, you know, I was not responding to oral antibiotics or like the 9 million supplements I was taking. And I remember after like a year of treatment, I switched doctors. And I remember my second doctor who I adore, Dr. Mraz, telling me that I should have a PICC line put in and get on IV antibiotics right away. And I remember just sobbing and thinking that it was the end of the world. And, um, literally not even a week later, I got into Northwestern to get the PICC line put in. And I just had this overall sense of like calm and the chillest attitude. And I think my parents both went with me and they were like, not calm. And, um, I was like the calm one in that situation, which if you know me is so uncharacteristic, but looking back, I'm so happy that I had my PICC line put in um, and that I, you know, could do that and have access to that because ultimately that's what took me from being pretty much bedridden to semi-functioning. And even now um, that I'm not currently on IV antibiotics, I can now self-administer, you know, vitamin drips and saline bags for my pots um, and things that just provide so much relief you know, most days. So if you're ever faced with something that you feel like is the end of the world or just so severe, try to think about it um, as an opportunity to heal. Because I can tell you from experience that, you know, I got my pick line put in and it's like the best thing, you know, that I ever did for myself or I would not be here or talking to you today. I can certainly tell you that. So anyway... Um, I am sending everyone so much love and so much good energy, and I'm really excited um, because I was supposed to record a dating podcast this past week, and it ended up not working out um, with a lovely girl from Instagram that I met through Instagram that is dating and living with Lyme disease and chronic illnesses and just talking about her experiences. Um, but we are going to end up recording that next week. So hopefully it'll be out either at the end of June or beginning of July. So if you have any questions or like topics you would like us to talk about, just send me a message and let me know. So I hope that you guys have a good rest of your week and I will talk to you in a few weeks. Bye.